0: Welcome to another episode of the Religion Law Podcast, where you learn about religious freedom and other religion law-related topics through a short question-and-answer format. I'm your host, Michael Fielding. Let's see how you do on today's quiz. Welcome to Religion Law Quiz number 45, numero 45. Uh, Today's Quiz is frankly going to be very different than anything we've done previously here on the Religion Law Quiz podcast. We're going to get into empirical questions, and so let's just jump right into the question of today. The empirical evidence is that Congregationalist churches tend to have more financial difficulties than hierarchical churches. When a church is facing financial difficulties, what is the typical process that its leader goes through before finally addressing the problem? It's a good question. And just to set the stage on this a little bit more. If you think about it, a congregationalist churches is is it, it it's where the you see a church building on the corner and that's the church. Now, that church may be affiliated with some broader uh, denomination. But when you get down to the legal ownership and the hierarchy as to who chooses who the particular pastor is for that congregation, it's essentially confined to whoever may be attending that particular church building. I think that's the easiest way to uh, visualize it. In contrast, a hierarchical church is a church where there's a a national or an international governing body, which determines the the doctrines and decrees, and then from a legal ownership perspective uh, of the various uh, buildings that that pertain to the church, it'll all ultimately be under the control of this single governing body all right so the question is when we 're dealing with these Congregationalist churches and they and they empirically they definitely tend to have more financial difficulties, which makes sense because. They, they can't draw upon a national or international uh, congregation. They're just really dependent on the local parishioners. So when a church like that is facing financial difficulties, what is the typical process that its leader goes through before finally addressing the problem? Now, the answer to this question uh, comes from a 2015 article by Professor Pamela Fui. Uh, and it's called When Faith Falls Short, a Bankruptcy Decision, Bankruptcy Decisions of Churches. It was published in uh, the Ohio State Law Review Journal in 2015, and I'll have the particular citations in the show notes. <clears throat> but here is what Professor Fui said is the process uh, that people go through when they're dealing with these financial Difficulties, and I'm going to. And she had done the empirical evidence. So here's here's what she said: quote, consistent with research regarding how individuals experience their justiciable problems, leaders initially chose to do nothing about their organization's financial problem, or to turn to self-help techniques such as approaching creditors themselves. Only when creditors pushed for payment or when members or trusted contacts brought law to their attention did their thoughts and actions begin to change. Leaders then turned to other pastors, congregants, and friends to confirm that the situations were legal problems and to discuss concerns about what filing would say about themselves and their congregations. Leaders' social networks also led them to attorneys who discussed the benefits of reorganization. With this information, leaders rationalized their decisions to file, which allowed them to cope with their continued views of filing for bankruptcy as stigmatized and shameful. Close quote. So that's what the empirical analysis of Professor Fui indicated. And I thought it was just frankly, when we talk about what's the practical takeaway here, uh, what I found fascinating is just that. This is just really a reflection of, I think, human nature at its very heart. You'll have a a local congregationalist church. You'll have a pastor who's in charge. Uh, There have been some financial difficulties. That may be that the church overextended itself, incurred too much debt, or it could be that a recession has hit and donations are significantly lower than what they were, and And there's this process that people go through when they're in that situation. The first problem is denial. Uh, They may want to ignore it, or uh, if they realize they can't ignore it, they turn to self-help techniques. But then when they realize, hey, this isn't working, they begin to talk to others, uh, turning to friends, local pastors, to the congregation themselves, that then, as they're talking to other people, leads to, frankly, as you would expect, more networking or people saying, hey, you need to get professional help here. And they then turn to, in this case, bankruptcy attorneys who then give them the guidance of what they need to do. And you can realize, I think, particularly from a, the perspective of a pastor or, frankly, if you were a small business owner as well, It's it's a hard pill to swallow. And I think especially from a pastor, because a lot of times I think in a lot of churches, there's this principle of frugality that is taught living within your means, that sort of thing. And here it almost feels a little bit uh, uh, cynical or or hypocritical, because on the one hand, you're trying to teach these principles of self-reliance and uh, and, uh, you know, living within your means. And yet at the same time. Uh, you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not living up to the standard that I'm teaching. So uh, that's the process that that uh, these churches go through, at least empirically. Uh, I realize if you are not a member of a Congregationalist church, you'll say, well, this doesn't have much meaning or application to me. But I would say the odds are that even if you are not a member of a Congregationalist church, the odds are pretty high that you probably have one or more friends or acquaintances who do attend uh, congregationalist churches. And if they if their particular church runs into these financial difficulties, this at least empirically is the process of what happens. So that does it for today. It's kind of a unique uh, quiz. And uh, I will see you on the next religion Law quiz. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember, religion law quizzes are for educational purposes only and are not intended to be relied upon as legal advice. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it and leave a review. Until we meet again, keep being an influence for good.